Welcome to Current Radio's Science Station. Please enjoy today's selection of science news. Diego, it seems like the ghosts of Earth's past are coming back to haunt us. You're talking about the recent study published in Nature Geosciences, aren't you? It's about oceanic deoxygenation and its role in mass extinctions. Exactly. The study suggests that oceanic anoxia, or lack of oxygen, played a significant role in the Triassic-Jurassic mass extinction around 200 million years ago. And what's chilling is that the level of deoxygenation back then is similar to what we're seeing today. It's a stark reminder of how fragile marine environments are. Right. The research team, led by scientists from Royal Holloway and including scientists from Trinity College Dublin and Utrecht University, used chemical data from ancient mudstone deposits to make this discovery. And they found that local anoxic conditions led to increased extinction rates, which then cascaded into global ecosystem collapse and extinctions, even in areas where deoxygenation did not occur. That's the scary part, isn't it? Even if the global extent of deoxygenation is limited, the effects can be devastating. Right? And Mika Rule, assistant professor at Trinity School of Natural Sciences, mentioned that understanding these processes is crucial for assessing present-day ecosystem stability and food supply, especially given that marine deoxygenation is projected to increase due to global warming and increased nutrient runoff. What's interesting is that studying past global change events like the Triassic-Jurassic transition helps scientists understand the consequences of global climatic and environmental change. It's like a window into the potential future if we don't take action. Exactly. It's a stark warning that we need to take measures to protect our marine ecosystems before we reach a tipping point. From the depths of our oceans, we now travel to the far reaches of our universe. As we grapple with the impacts of climate change on our marine ecosystems, scientists are also looking to the stars for answers. In fact, a teaspoon of cosmic dust may hold the key to some of our biggest questions. Stay tuned to find out more about this interstellar delivery and what it could mean for our understanding of the universe. Charlotte, I think we've got a story that's quite literally out of this world today. You're not wrong there, Diego. A teaspoon of asteroid dust, 4.6 billion years old, has journeyed from space to the Natural History Museum in London. And this isn't just any asteroid dust. It's from Bennu, an asteroid 200 million miles away, sampled by NASA's OSIRIS-REx mission. Now that's a long-distance delivery. Absolutely, Diego. The spacecraft briefly touched down on Bennu, which interestingly has a 1 in 1,750 chance of colliding with Earth in the next 300 years, and gathered over 60 grams of untouched material. Wait, did you say a 1 1,750 chance of colliding with Earth? That's a bit close for comfort, isn't it? It's a bit unnerving, yes, but on the bright side, studying this asteroid could help us learn how to deflect or even destroy asteroids that pose a threat to our planet. That's a relief. So what's so special about this dust? Well, preliminary analyses by NASA researchers found that chunks of the asteroid were rich in carbon and water, with some of the carbon tied up in organic compounds. Scientists are hoping to learn more about how the solar system formed and whether asteroids delivered substantial amounts of water to Earth and other planets. So this dust could potentially tell us a lot about our own cosmic origins. That's pretty mind-blowing. It certainly is, Diego. And the researchers at the museum are just as excited. 
Dr. Ashley King, a planetary scientist who will be working with the grains, said, It's like a little treasure trove that takes us back to the start of the solar system. A treasure trove of cosmic history in a teaspoon of dust. Incredible. And it's not just about the past, is it? This research could also help us prepare for the future. Absolutely, Diego. From understanding our origins to protecting our future, this tiny sample has a big story to tell. From the cosmic origins of our planet, let's now dive into the depths of our oceans. The health of our planet isn't just a matter of what's out there in space, but also what's happening right here on Earth. Our next story takes us from the stars to the seas as we explore nearly four decades of research into the effects of carbon dioxide on our oceans. Charlotte, we've got some interesting news from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography at UC San Diego. They've published nearly four decades worth of dissolved carbon dioxide measurements from waters off Southern California. That is a long time, Diego. And what do these measurements reveal? Well, they show a slight but consistent trend of ocean acidification. That's a decrease in the ocean's pH over time because it's absorbing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Ocean acidification, that's a big concern, isn't it? It affects organisms like corals and shelled creatures. They have difficulties building their shells or coral structures as waters become more acidic. Exactly. And these measurements were collected by the California Cooperative Oceanic Fisheries Investigations Program since the early 1980s. They were investigating the collapse of the sardine population off California. But this study... Hold on, Diego. This study, it's based on measurements from a specific site, right? Station 90.90, located 280 miles off the coast of San Diego. Yes, that's correct, Charlotte. And these measurements establish the oldest time series of direct inorganic carbon observations in the Pacific Ocean. The seawater at the study site is getting more acidic, with a measured decrease in pH of 0.0015 per year. That's alarming. And according to Todd Martz, a marine chemist at Scripps Oceanography and one of the lead authors on the paper, this climate signal is being tracked in a spot in the ocean where measurements have never been published before. Indeed. And what's more, this Ocean Time series shows a similar trend of rising CO2 levels, much like the Keeling Curve of the atmosphere. This has led to it being called the Keeling Curve of the Ocean. That's a fascinating comparison, Diego, and it's noteworthy that this data from Station 9090 has never been published until now. Right? And the research team hopes that this data can help improve regional models and data products that track carbon within the ocean and the flux of CO2 across the air-sea interface. It's a long-term effort, isn't it? I mean, establishing a trend in the ocean can take years or even decades. Yes, Charlotte. And as Wiley Wolf, a lead author of the study and recent PhD graduate of Scripps Oceanography, pointed out, establishing baselines is important. Without them, we can't know if something has changed or make predictions about the future. From the depths of the ocean to the depths of artificial intelligence, we're now going to dive into a different kind of exploration. While we've been talking about the impact of climate change on our oceans, scientists are also using cutting-edge technology to better understand and interact with the world around us. Let's shift gears and explore how artificial intelligence is revolutionizing scientific exploration, as highlighted in Stanford HAI's Fall Conference. Hello, Charlotte. Today, we're diving into the world of artificial intelligence and its impact on scientific exploration, 
courtesy of Stanford HAI's Fall Conference. It's quite the intellectual feast. Indeed, Diego. From climate modeling to decoding the language of whales and proteins, the conference showcased the diverse spectrum of generative AI research. I'm particularly fascinated by how AI is enhancing our understanding of the natural world. It's like we've opened new windows into the world around us. Absolutely, Charlotte. Let's start with Aditi Shashadri's work. She's using AI to navigate the intricate realm of climate modeling. Now, we know that current climate models struggle with atmospheric gravity waves due to their multi-scale nature. Shashadri's team is using AI to improve... Hold on, Diego. I think it's worth mentioning that, that these waves can vary from a meter in size to 100 kilometers. That's quite a range. And the team's approach is twofold. They're using a neural network called WaveNet to simulate atmospheric gravity waves and AI-based tools to quantify uncertainties in the parameters governing these wave processes. Quite a comprehensive approach, wouldn't you say? Definitely, Charlotte. Moving on to the realm of marine biology, Pratusha Sharma's project SETI is using machine learning to decode the language of sperm whales. It's a challenging task, given that these creatures live deep in the ocean often in complete darkness. But the data collected is revealing a more complex communication system than previously. Yes, Diego. Instead of a fixed set of codas, they've identified a combinatorial coding system with four features. It's like the whales have their own language with tempo, rhythm, ornamentation, and rubato. Sharma's team is also using predictive models to understand the structure of whale calls. It's fascinating and brings us a step closer to understanding and potentially communicating with these majestic creatures. Absolutely, Charlotte. And speaking of languages, let's talk about the language of proteins. Alex Rives is using language models to decode protein sequences. He's treating these sequences as a language and applying similar models used in natural language processing to decode... Yes, Diego, it's a revolutionary approach. The team trained transformer models on a diverse database of proteins and found that certain attention heads within the model correlated with the 3D structure of proteins. They've even introduced a model called ESM Fold, which has shown impressive results in protein structure prediction. That's right, Charlotte. And what's more interesting is the potential for these models to be used generatively. They can design new proteins by predicting their structures from given sequences. It's like we're on the cusp of creating novel proteins that haven't been observed in natural evolution. The possibilities are... Endless, Diego. It's clear that the intersection of AI and scientific exploration is opening new horizons. And as we delve deeper into this realm, who knows what we'll discover next?